Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello, my dear ones. How are you doing today? I hope you are fantastic. I had a delightful conversation with Leanne Kim about tapping into your intuition to experience more joy. I love this topic so much because I spend a lot of time talking about how to tap into your intuition, but I infrequently talk about how that is directly linked to having a more joyous experience. And what's so cool about today's episode is I'm not interviewing Leanne and she's not interviewing me. We're having a discussion, a real, true, raw dialogue and exchange on this topic, and we're each going to be sharing it on our podcasts So it really was a treat to connect to Leanne on this issue. And she offers some amazing nuggets of wisdom that you can take and integrate into your business right away to start seeing results. And I offer some powerful insights on tapping into your intuition. So let's get to it. In today's episode, Leanne and I each share our stories of our entrepreneurial journeys and those pivotal points when the old intuition kicked in with just the right message we needed to hear at just the right time. We chat about the different ways we can tap into our intuition and how this actually brings us more joy into our life and business. And we end on an invitation that will have you using your intuition in a whole different way in a whole more joyous way. So be sure to stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your intuitive gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life, love, and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions and want to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,100 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Today, I have a great episode for you. I chat with the amazing Leon Kim about tapping into your intuition to experience more joy. Leon Kim is a business coach and the founder of Mamas & Co., a community for mama entrepreneurs. She's the host of the wildly popular podcast, The Business of Thinking Big, and the author of the brand new book, Building a Joyful Business. Leanne is on a mission to help women make a great living on their own terms, doing what they love. Leanne and I had a blast unpacking this topic. 
please enjoy. Hey, Allison, what's up? Hi, Leanne. So thrilled to be chatting with you. I know. I'm so excited. We're going to be doing this crossover episode that's going to air on my show and your show. So exciting. It's such an amazing concept that I got from you. So thank you. Um, Oh, my pleasure. I have so many guests on my podcast and I've never done this before. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I, well, to be, to be honest with you, what tends to happen when I bring people into interviews is before we start recording, we start having these really fun and fruitful conversations and we're not actually recording them. And so I thought it would be fun to just have this conversation with you around the idea of this link between using our intuition and how that brings about more joy, especially for us mama entrepreneurs juggling all of the things. So do you want to start by maybe telling my listeners a little bit more about you and how you got started doing the work you're doing? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I was born and raised on a ranch in middle America in the U.S. and always dreamed of flying off to far away places to help those in need uh, just from the youngest age. And I ended up manifesting that exact career. Even though as a little kid, I didn't have the words to describe it, I ended up manifesting it. And I worked for 17 years in development and humanitarian assistance, living in countries all over the world in about Uh, five years into the 17-year career, I was like, wow, this isn't how I want to give back at all. And (laughs) this is not how I want to be in service. And it was draining my life force instead of giving me energy. So I had to go on a very, very long journey, longer than I think a lot of people of side hustling and exploring and finding myself and um, to to pivot. And I ended up having in 2009 a near-death experience, which is totally a topic for another show. Uh, But what I'm I'm mentioning that because it like blew open for me all these intuitive gifts that were inside me that I didn't even know that were there. I didn't even know like I was like, yeah, there's intuition, like I'm not sure, like I didn't I hadn't really given it much even thought up until that point. And then afterwards, I had all these gifts that I'd never had before and that really put me on this path that eventually led me to what I do now, which is uh, working with what I call soul-guided entrepreneurs or you know, entrepreneurs that run heart-based businesses that use their intuition and other spiritual tools a lot in their business to grow, to grow a business that's in service to their people on the planet. Oh, I love that so much. And just thank you for talking a little bit about how long it took you to find your way. This is something that I really want to be talking more about on this podcast because I think we see these, you know, glamorous lifestyle entrepreneurs and it seems like they're these overnight success stories. But, you know, the people that I know that are in the trenches with me doing the work, it's many years, if not decades that, you know, it takes them to get to where they want to be. And so I love this idea of the long game. And I I also just think, you know, sometimes it takes things like a near death experience or for a lot of my listeners, it's like the birth of their children or, you know, these pivotal life moments that bring about these moments of clarity. Totally. I totally agree. And it frustrates me sometimes. And I mean, if it, if it's that, if it, this is your path, then hallelujah, because I'm never the one that will tell anybody it can't happen. But I do sometimes get a little bit annoyed when I hear 
entrepreneurs say, oh, my first year in business, I hit multi six figures. And and I think that that is a real exception and it can happen and it does happen. But I think most of us, we're on the journey much longer than the day we actually launched the business, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I felt like I was on the journey of discovering the business for years before I put a website together or whatever. So I totally agree with that. Um, And before we launch any further into intuition and joy, which by the way, I've been talking about intuition for five years now, and I've never talked about how intuition brings us more joy. I talk about how it brings us more money and clients and clarity, but not joy. So I'm so happy we're talking about this. But I would love for you to share a bit about your journey working with mamapreneurs to my audience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so my my moment of clarity really was when I knew I was done having kids. Um, and here in Canada, you, you, might, you might know this, Allison, because you're so worldly, but we get these really long, luxurious paid maternity leaves with our children. And so I always knew that I, I wanted to take advantage of that. I was in the sales world. I, I had a you know pretty well-established career. Um, but there was just sort of something nagging at me from the time, actually from long before having kids, it just became louder and louder and louder. And by the time I was, um, you know, done my second mat leave, I went back to my job, but I knew in my heart that it would be short-lived because by that point in time, I was very clear that talk about, you know, talk about intuition, your gut talking to you. My, my gut was screaming loud and hard. You were meant for more than this. And I loved my job. I was good at it. I had a lot of friends at that job. Um, you know, I was in travel sales and I had built up a reputation for being quite good at what I did. And I had finally been, I was finally after many years of struggle, making the kind of salary I deserved. And then something just happened. And I I turned to my husband and I said, I can't do this anymore. I've got to answer what is in my heart, which is I'm ready to go out on my own. And I thought at the time that I would take more of my sales skills and do more sales consulting for like organizations, but very quickly and talk about intuition. I tried a little bit of that. I tried a little bit of everything in those first few months. And very quickly, I realized, no, the people that I am best meant to serve are mama entrepreneurs. They're women just like me who are juggling it all, who want the freedom and the flexibility of being an entrepreneur. And so many of the women I was coming across, I mean, they were brilliant and talented and vivacious, and they were sitting in a cubicle you know, making money for somebody else. That was my story. And so pretty quickly after quitting my job, I I uncovered that I want to be working with female entrepreneurs and primarily mama entrepreneurs. And by that time I had this community of mama entrepreneurs that were really, it was just a a little free Facebook group and it was local women here in, in the Toronto area. And we would get together for a glass of wine and we would talk about life and business. And those meetups were really like the start of my, you know, my now very successful community, Mamas & Co., which is a virtual community for mama entrepreneurs. So um, talk about the long game, really. Like it, 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 my journey really does go back probably decades when I first had the inclination of doing something for myself. But just like you were sharing, you know, there were a lot of twists and turns and moments of clarity and then moments of murkiness too. So um, yeah, I I would say like the big moment for me was having kids and, and really finally listening to that voice that was saying, you know, you're made for more than this. You've got skills and talents that people need. And that's, and that's when I started to make the leap. 
Yay. Well, I think that intuition can come in so handy for entrepreneurs, especially when you're at the earlier start of your journey where you're efforting so hard and working so hard and you're not seeing tangible results coming into your experience yet because you got to build the systems. And I don't know, it sounds like you have a background in sales, which is awesome. I didn't. Mm. When I pivoted, I was people would come to me for money. <laughs> I used to sit on money and think that I was like, you know, the big mama, you know, the big chieftain of all this money that didn't belong to me. It was taxpayer dollars, right? And uh, I didn't know how to sell at all. I didn't know how to market. So my learning learning curve was huge. And I remember thinking, all this effort, all this effort, and I'm not getting the results. And I'm spending money on coaches. I'm spending money on all this stuff. And my husband's like, uh, remember that old career where you actually made good money and you didn't cost us all this money? Um, I think that's when the intuition really can serve you. When you don't have those results yet and your intuition says you're meant for more than this. I mean, mm. like you're on the track. Keep going. You're going to get there. Those whispers that come in from the heart or the gut. Yeah. Um, that's when you, you kind of need your intuition the most, I think. Oh, totally. Totally. For many people, I think it's that making that leap from a secure day job to self-employment. Um, there are so many things that can throw us off track too, but I knew in my heart that this was right for me. And what I found was really helpful, and maybe you can speak to this, was, you know, you're looking at this mountain of tasks of all the things that you need to do to run a successful business. There are not enough hours in the day. And meanwhile, you're trying to be a good mom and a good partner and all the things. And I, I just remember, you know, coaching myself through these moments and saying, well, what if I just did this next right thing? And I coach now I coach, you know, I've coached hundreds of women on this exact same concept, but it's really important in the early days to be able to just get quiet with ourselves and ask that question, what is my next right move? And that I believe is where intuition can really serve us. And actually I believe it so strongly. I have to show you something else. And I'm holding up a sign here that I have on my ah. desk that says, what is my next best action? And I just have it there on my desk for those moments where I'm just, and, and we're going to go through them, even, you know, the brightest, the best, the most successful, we're going to have those moments of, um, you know, not sure where to go from here. And so I love that reminder. I love that question too. That question forces us to get in touch with our intuition, right? It's not about what, and I think here's what I, I really want to get into too. It's not about what we should be doing because there's so many messages, external messages coming at us all the time about we should be doing this or that person's doing that or real entrepreneurs do it this way. I remember a lot of like real digital entrepreneurs do it this way and I don't do it that way. Um, and I remember really, really struggling with that. So I don't know, I, I would love to know what you, what you think about that question or about that concept of, of, um, of using our intuition in that way. I love it so much because um, our intuition often speaks to us very locally <laughs> instead of, um, uh, you know, like even getting to this concept of like, I want to save the world. You know, back when I was a little kid, I wanted to like save the world. And I, I felt like at that time um, I had to fly off to some country um, that I that was in need in some way to to do that, to like give back. And I learned 
in time that it actually wasn't about that. It was about looking within and healing my own stuff and then helping the person sitting to my left and then helping the person sitting to my right and volunteering in my community. And these ways were were really profound ways to give back. Not that there's anything wrong with being a humanitarian and flying off to countries and helping in that way, but I think that our intuition really guides us to what's local and what's around us and what's present, mm-hmm. what's present. And it gets us out of our thinking mind that's like worried about the future and the what ifs. And always our mind takes us to the worst case scenario. Well, what if I do this and I fail and it flops and no one signs up and all the things? But your question, your brilliant question, what is my next best action, kind of gets you back to like, locally, what's right in front of me? What's in the now? What's in my present space? And that's always going to get your intuition engaged because that's where Mm. your intuition lives. What is present? What is now? What is in front of you? What is your next best action? Mm, I really love that idea of that intuition is in the now. So interesting because, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of work on mindset and I read a ton on the topic of, you know, mindset being present. And, and I didn't realize how much time we spend either living in the past in things like guilt, shame, regret, or living in the future, right? Our planning brain takes over, but you know, when you're tapping into your intuition, you really have to be in the here and now. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? You do. And I don't think there's another way to access it. And um, by just consciously saying, I'm going to tap into my intuition in this moment, you're immediately going out. You're going to, I always say, you want to go out of your mind. Mm -hmm. When you tap into your intuition, you want to go out of your mind because you want to slow the thinking brain down. Our thinking brain will take us away from that connection to to that, that higher self, intuition, soul, heart connection, however you describe it for yourself. And um, whenever you're like in that, all right, mindful, mindful of wanting to connect into your intuition, you're always, always going to come into the present moment, even if you're not realizing you're doing it. Because there's no other way to connect. Otherwise, you're up in your thinking mind, which is taking to you, as you suggested, into the future or back in the past. Yeah. And that's something that I I am working on quite a bit actually right now is, is the being here now the being present. I I feel like this is something that plagues us entrepreneurs because we love what we do. We could do it all day. We could be thinking about and strategizing on our business all day long. Like, couldn't you? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't love my partner or my kids. I do. But sometimes I find like, you know, the mind's just going. It's almost like I can't help myself sometimes because I'm I'm so passionate about it and I'm so into whatever is the next project or the next launch. But I, I've really been trying to kind of slow things down and be present, which I'm sure, you know, as a mother, you can relate to this. Like it's so, those moments with our kids are so fleeting, right? I look at them now and they're seven and nine. And just last night we were looking at these videos when they were like two and four and like, I'm never going to have those moments again. It sounds so cliche and so cheesy, but, um, you know, all of life is like that. It's just more noticeable. I think when we look at our children because of how fast they grow and, and how visible that is, but I am definitely, definitely working on this idea of being more, being more present, being more in the now. And I, I'm grateful for these reminders today, actually. Thank you. Oh, gosh, you're so welcome. And I don't know how familiar you are, and it's perfectly fine if you're not, and I don't want to take us down a rabbit hole, but of human design. Do you ever get into human design? 
So I am not super familiar. All, all I know is that I, I had some, a friend look into this for me and she says that I'm a projector. Does that oh, mean nice. anything? <laughs> yes, it does. Hello, fellow projector. I'm a projector yeah. too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So projectors tend to be leaders, guides. Um, so I'm not at all surprised you're like a leader of this community. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm wondering, I have an open head center. And so what that means is, and I'm wondering if you do too, it actually serves us in many ways, whoever has open head centers. Um, but but the shadow side of it is you can tend to like really get up in your head more mm. easily. That's kind of how you're designed. You're wired to over-rationalize things and overthink things. Mm. Well, interestingly, I'm an intuitive. I teach people how to tap into their intuition. I'm I'm a medium. I do psychic work, uh, th- that all that stuff. And so I'm like all into my intuition and all doing it. And then like I had this realization that, wow, I'm also a bit of a head case at the same time. (laughs) And I didn't know that about myself. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm an intuitive. And I live an intuitive lifestyle. But I also realized that my because of my human design, I'm actually wired to overthink and over-rationalize. And I think everybody everywhere tends to overthink and over-rationalize. And when you do that, first of all, it's very exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you're up in your head, like you got a challenge, you got an issue, you don't know what the answer is, and you're really thinking about it a lot. It's very exhaustion, exhausting. And always when you're up in your head, really overthinking something or thinking a lot about something, it's often something heavy. It's mm-hmm. not, you're not overthinking about how much joy you're going to bring in your life. You're not overthinking about like, like, you know, uh, I've got so much connection. I've got so much abundance. I'm just going to sit here and like be up in my head and overthink it. It's usually, right? (laughs) Something challenging, draining, defeating, fearful. Totally. Pick your emotion. And um, the beautiful thing about the intuition, whether you tend to be up in your head or not, it gets you out of your mind. Yes. Yes. I agree completely. And um, this is such a great reminder of the link between intuition and joy. Because as you mentioned, when our brains are fixated on a problem, there's not a lot of joy there. There might be that sort of buzz that we sometimes get when we're like, our brain is problem solving. Like, do you ever get that where you're like, Ooh, like I'm digging this. I'm, I'm, but, but it's not the same as joy for joy's sake. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I've certainly experienced over my years of coaching female entrepreneurs is, um, the more intuitive that I can be, the more my business will be in flow, right? So when I when I find like I'm making decisions from a place of I've got to do that or I guess I should probably do it that way, I feel that the business is less joyful. I feel like um, things aren't flowing the way they should. But when I am in that place of intuition, what that looks like for me is the decisions come faster they come more freely with with less of this sort of problem solving and and needing to strategize on it like you know sometimes i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i have an answer to something that i've been you know trying to problem solve or i'll be out for my i i talk about a lot about this in my work this um taking ceo time in our business all the ceos that i know um and the women that i coach i i encourage them to take time out of their week to be away from the computer, be away from the problem solving, be away from the strategizing and just 
go for walks, you know, be in nature, get in touch with your body, all anything that brings you joy and kind of creates that sense of play is CEO time. And that inevitably is where I get those aha moments, right? And and that's, you know, I'm I'm sure like aha moments, those are really those little intuitive nudges saying, no, it's this, right? This is, this is the answer. So I, I really dig this. And I think this can really serve us in our in our business. And do you want to talk to a little bit about the idea of this this um idea of like intuition and speed or intuition and flow? Because I'm really interested to know more. And I feel like you're the person who has the answers. <laughs> oh, well bless you. Um yeah I would love that. And I love that you call it CEO time. That's like pretty brilliant. If you came up with that, you need to like uh, trademark that. I should oh. trademark it. It's in the book. <laughs> okay. It's really brilliant. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I think a lot of, so speaking for myself, and I think a lot of people that I talk to, they know it's good for you, but they don't do it mm. because we don't give ourselves permission. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, just one more email, just one more this. And then before you know it, it's time to race to the school and pick up the, the kids, right? And that little window that you had left that you had... Uh, set for yourself, just you worked through it. Yeah. When you call it CEO time, it like tricks your brain, right? Into thinking like, this is valuable time. You probably say this in the book, right? Yeah. It's, I say like, it's critical to our success to step away, but you're absolutely right. People do exactly that. They just work through it or they, a problem arises and now they're like, oh, well, I have to deal with this, put out this fire, right? But it's such less valuable time than than the CEO time than really taking time for that mental white space is what I kind of call it. Yeah. And I like calling it that instead of like self-care or something else, because when you look at it as CEO time, you're giving it value. Like this is going to make my business grow. This is going to yes. make me more prosperous. I'm yeah. totally adopting that. Yes. And, and I'll tell you like, so this was hard for me to do because I am an overachiever. I wasn't always like this. I have always been the kind of person who makes room for things that she loves like that and, and prioritizes my own needs. That hasn't been something that I've really struggled with, um, through my whole life. But of course, you know, I've had periods of that. The pandemic has been one of those periods, but, um, I, I really like, I geek out on this stuff and I had just read so many books on productivity that said, you know, taking breaks makes us more productive. And then the other thing that I kept coming up for me in in my research as well was, um, you know, these, these, these great humans from history, they all did this. Albert Einstein used to regularly take naps in the middle of his workday. And he, I think it was Albert Einstein. I'll have to check. He would hold, did you, do you know this story? He would hold no. two, he would hold these two heavy silver ball bearings in his hand and he would nap in his chair and he would even just sometimes take a micro nap and, and how, why he held these things is when he napped, obviously his hand would release and they'd fall to the floor and then he'd wake up. And he was notorious for doing this. And loads of all the other greats in history talk about this. They talk about either, you know, napping or breaking or going on retreats. Like this is not something new, um, but it is something that a lot of women struggle with. Cause again, it's about that giving ourselves permission to take that time. And I really do believe when we take that time, um, when we're, when we're racing all the time, our intuition can't even find us because our, we're just racing and rushing and, you know, but when we slow down and we create that white space, those are, I, I think really powerful moments where 
um, we can tap into that intuition even more. And I'd love to see people doing that more. In fact, if you're listening to this episode, I want you to do this in the next week. I want you to carve out at least one hour of CEO time. You can do whatever you want with it. You can read a book, you can go for a walk, you can go get an ice cream cone, whatever you want. Um, as long as it's not you sitting at a desk, staring at a computer. And then I want you to share it on social media, use the hashtag CEO time and tag myself and Allison. We will link to that in the show notes so that you can tag us and we can celebrate you. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And don't bring your phones or keep your phones on silent or something. Well, just bring your phone so you can take a picture of your CEO time. Exactly. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Take the picture and then put it away and post it later there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, And I only say that because sometimes I get away from the screen and then I take my, then I find myself on my phone. So bring the phone, put it on silent, take the photo. That's brilliant. And I love everything you just said and, and how it's super related to the intuition is that when you tune into the intuition to ask, let's say this brilliant question, um, what is my next best action? Let's say almost always, almost always your intuition will guide you to a state of less doing, almost always. Mm -hmm. If you say, Mm -hmm. well, intuition or higher self, uh, I have five things on my list, like what should I focus on next? It will probably... I don't know. It might, you might even get, just get guided to go to CEO time. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, or take a nap, go take a nap, go take a nap, go relax, go deep breathe, you know, go take some five deep breaths. It's almost always. Yeah. I agree. This is, this goes back to such a simple concept of less is more, but I agree completely. Oftentimes when I have, I I always have like a to-do list right, right here in my office within reach. I usually write them either Sunday night, Monday morning. I'm kind of doing a bit of a brain dump. But later in the week, as I'm looking at what hasn't been crossed off, inevitably it was either something that didn't bring me joy or something that isn't essential. Otherwise it would have been done if it was essential. And so oftentimes I'll have this thought or this sort of self-question. I'll look at it and be like, what's my next best action? And often it's like, cross some of these things off the list, Leanne. You don't need to do them this week. Or they're just, they're not moving the needle right now. It's not essential. Um, Or, you know, I don't know if you have this, but moments, especially I get these a lot in the winter where I'll have like six or seven things I could do. But what I really want to do, what my body and my soul is crying out for is like to take a nap or to like watch TV in the middle of the afternoon or, you know, and it's, it's, it's none of those things. And sometimes I find that hard to listen to that calling and go for it because there is this guilt that like, well, I, I should be doing more, right? If I'm doing more than I am, then I am being more. And I think that is a link that I see a lot in the women that I coach. Well, if I just keep doing, 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 that is me getting to the success that I crave. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, that that when we do take that opportunity to slow down and check in, and I, I want to talk about um, the link to, between intuition and flow, mm. getting back to that question. And um I want to offer, I'd, I'd love to offer right now my my technique to connecting into intuition. Is that okay? Yeah, bring it. Yeah. Are you kidding okay. me? <laughs> okay, so I'm a bit on the wooer side of life. So I'm. it's a very simple, it's kind of a non-woo 
technique that I, so it's like non-spiritual, if you will, but it's got a kind of spiritual component in there that I will just briefly talk about. So it's a five-step technique. Okay. And the first is deep breathing. And that's essentially slowing the mind. Got to slow that thinking mind down. Um, and you can actually feel it in your physical body when you feel a lot of activity or motion right at your frontal lobe. It just mm-hmm. means that your awareness is up in your uh, thinking mind, in your rational brain. And that, mm-hmm. and when your awareness is there, focused there, it's going to, your intuition can't come in because your thinking mind speaks louder than the voice of your intuition. So you can't, you won't be able to hear it. Mm. So I th- quiet my mind with three deep breaths, but if you've got another people do it, quiet their thinking mind lots of different ways. You know, if you're a runner or you're a swimmer or yoga or whatever, whatever you need to do. But for me, uh, three deep breaths and I'm already can feel my mind slowing down. So the first one is quieting the mind or taking deep breaths. The second, and this is important, is pivot. I call it the pivot down. And you pivot your awareness down to your heart space. Mm. Now, People's intuition speaks to people differently. Some people get it from the heart space. That's where I receive it. Some people get it from the gut. Some people just get an all over, just inner knowing. Um, People get senses, they get feelings, they get nudges. But the reason why I invite people to tune into their heart chakra, that space at the center of the chest, is because it's one of our most highest vibrational points in the energy body. So this is actually going to raise your vibrations. And when you do that, you're making it easier for your intuition to communicate to you because our intuition is vibrating at a super high vibrational level. It's very, very high consciousness. So what that does is placing your awareness on your heart space is, oh, you're going to feel your mind. You can go ahead and do it with me. You're going to feel your thinking mind slow down even more. And you're going to feel, you're probably going to feel a lightness. Maybe you'll feel like, oh, I'm feeling a bit more relaxed, a little bit lighter, a little bit more expansive. And then the third thing, which is where we get a bit woo, is this is where you can direct where you want, who you want to talk to today. Okay, so do you want to speak to your intuition? You can just set the intention to connect to your intuition or higher self or heart or soul or whatever you call it. But this is also how you can connect into source. If you want to talk to the universe or to source energy or God, however you describe that kind of power, if you believe in that, or if you believe or you're interested in communicating to spirit guides, non-physical consciousness, you know, archangels or angels or or you know, crossed over loved ones. You can also set the, using this exact same process, you can set the intention to to communicate in that realm as well. Mm. We are talking about intuition today. So you just set the intention in step three to connect to higher self or connect to intuition. And then step four is very simple. You ask the question. And if you're on the newer side of this, I encourage people to ask yes, no questions. Because it's easier for you, make make it easier for your intuition to re- respond. And you would be amazed by how specific you can get with yes, no questions. You can really get all sorts of very, very detailed information from yes, no mm-hmm. questions. Um, so I have a new program. I'm thinking about launching in August. Should I launch in August? <laughs> so yes or no. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you're kind of been at this game for a while, you can ask multiple choice. Should I launch mm-hmm. it in August, September, or October? And then if you feel like you're quite an intuitive person with a quite open, you can just say, tell me all the details that you can give me higher self about what I what I should know about this launch to make this the most successful launch you can or whatever. You can ask mm-hmm. some open-ended question. Mm-hmm. 
And then the last step is to receive. This is sometimes maybe the easiest and the trickiest, and that is to receive how your your intuition is speaking to you. Some of us get like a like a feeling coming from the heart. That's where I get it. Like I feel like uh, it's like a feeling of love communicating Mm -hmm. me from my heart space. Some people will get that gut response. You'll feel it more in your solar plexus gut Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. Some some people will actually hear messages. So Mm -hmm. you can get kind of a clear audience message. You can get visions, more of a kind of a clairvoyant vision of what the answer is. And then the other two ways people receive is a claircognizant, which is an inner knowing. You just know what the answer is. And then the clairsentient, you have a sense. You have a sense. And Mm -hmm. some of my clients really want to hear or see an answer. So they tend to neglect what they're sensing and what their inner knowing is telling them. So I really mm. invite you to feel into, don't don't deny or don't discount that sensing and that knowing, because that's just as powerful as hearing and seeing answers. Ooh, Allison, this is so good. Thank you so much for sharing that five-step process. That is amazing. I, I feel like I do, actually, everything that you shared, I do those things, but I don't do them together in this, ah, in this okay. way. And I think a lot of the question asking I do is sort of, it happens in the subconscious. So I'm not even really aware that I'm, you know, asking the question, but, um, and the, and I would agree with you, the one that I need to work on the most is absolutely that receiving, um, I think this is receiving of all shapes and sizes is really tough for me and my audience of mama entrepreneurs is because we're so used to giving, 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 right? That's all we do all day long is give to others and put everyone else's needs first. So I love this idea. I, I love the five steps, um, such simple tools. And yet, you know, we're not doing these things, even just the deep breathing I really love because, um, you know, there's so many benefits to just, you know, it's like deep breathing, drinking water, eating healthfully, moving our bodies. These are simple things that we could be doing every day to be experiencing more joy and more feelings of success. And yet we're basically telling ourselves we don't have time to do those things. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you mentioned that, the idea that we don't, we don't, sometimes feel like we're deserving of receiving or that our role is to give and not receive and all those things, that will cut you off from your intuition as well as mm-hmm. it cuts you off from other things in life. And it's, t- you know, it, it just, it will um, just send out that signal that it, it actually, it, it it's, it, you're sending a signal to yourself. Um, if you, if you're in that sort of, I'm not worthy of receiving, it sends a signal to yourself and it, cuts off your awareness to the answers coming, if that makes sense. So the answer's right there staring you in the face and you don't see it. Mm. So being open, and, and and I've certainly been there and I've done my work on that, of knowing that I'm worthy of dis- receiving and just, you know, doing that work and opening up your channel of receiving is going to also open up your channel of receiving divine guidance from your intuition. Mm. Mm, I love that. This is so great. And, and, um, I want to share my approach, which I I don't have a five-step process else in full disclosure. (laughs) I love it. No, I w I want to hear your approach where I think this is really valuable. So, you know, I think for highly intuitive people, they're already doing this stuff. They've already got the methods that work. 
I coach a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, people who are making the leap from side hustle to full-time thing, um, or that, you know, they're crossing that six figure threshold for the first time. And I think that period, that phase is really all about the hustle, right? And I encourage people, you know, in that phase, you do want to try stuff out. You want to feel it out. You want to, you want to test stuff, see if you like it. So, you know, it's not unusual for people to come to me and be like, Leanne, I want you to help me map out all of my offers like in a day. (laughs) And I encourage them, like, let's not go there yet, but let's try, let's try your first let's get your signature offer out there, for example. So one of the things that I recommend is test stuff out, see what feels good. Um, Oftentimes what feels good to us, what feels joyful is also the thing that our audience responds to. So this goes for everything from creating content to launching offers, to finding our dream clients, all things that I talk about in the book. You know, you have to test it out before you lock yourself into like, this is the way I do it. So that's one of the things that I recommend. I also, I'm, I'm a big believer in taking time to find the answers. And so your system would absolutely be one that I'm going to start to share for sure with my people. But, you know, some of the other things that I see, I encourage people to do when they're sitting either, you know, they're sitting with a problem or again, like it's like, it's, there's this thing that I'm thinking of launching, but it's not taking shape yet. I encourage people to um, map it out because I coach a lot of people that are highly visual and I'm highly visual. So I have these giant pieces of glossy paper and you can see here, Alison, I have my rainbow of Sharpies. Oh yeah. And I will more than like, cause some people are journalers and writing really gives them that clarity. But for me, it's, it's, you know, when I can just start sketching things out, almost like drawing them out, creating a bit of a mind map, I will start to see like the, the vision will start to come to me, but I, I have to like, sometimes I have to do it with that Sharpie in hand, you know, and that can be really powerful spending 10, 20 minutes drawing out, mapping out, journaling out, um, taking it from our brains and seeing it on paper. Sometimes the answer will just jump out at us. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I'm a firm believer in, and thank goodness, because I make a living doing this is to talk it out right? Sometimes we can, you know, tap into that intuition and it comes to us freely from within. Other times a guide or a coach or a business bestie or, you know, a fellow mastermind person like yourself, Allison and I met in a mastermind. Sometimes just having those conversations with the right people at the right time can be pivotal, right? It doesn't mean that the answers aren't within you. I, and I think it's, it's not counter to, you're using your intuition. You are still using your intuition, but you're using the help of someone who can prompt you and someone who can help you uncover these answers. So those are some of the ways in which I feel, um, you know, for, for some of my more, I guess my, my more strategic brain people who are finding it hard to tap into this intuition, um, those are some maybe more practical ways, not practical. I don't like that word, but maybe, maybe less woo, let's just yeah. say less, less yeah, woo yeah. ways. Right. So yeah. to recap again, what did I say? What was the first one? Mind, um, well, mind mapping. Oh yeah. To, and yeah. To map it out, sketch it out, journal it out, or talk it out, right. Get it out of our brains and out and into the universe. And usually, and that's why I'm such a big believer in working with business coaches is because there's so many, um, 
there's so many ideas and so many things we're juggling at any given time and they're all up here in our brains. And so I just think having those external sources or, you know, even communities like my mama's and co-community, having a place where you can place a question in a Facebook group, see some responses, get some perspectives. But in the end, it all comes back to what is my next best action, which of course is, is the intuition. Yes. And I loved your examples because all of those activities were right brain engaging activities, getting us out of the left brain, which is that analytical, rational thinking. And when you get the right brain engaged, that's engaging your intuition. Mind mapping is brilliant. I love to mind map. And you, as you described it, you, you'll mind map out and the intuition, or sorry, the answer will jump off the page. That's the intuition jumping off the page to say, you know, you engaged me by mind mapping and engaging the right lobe of the brain. Here's the answer. And so you are very, very smartly seeing it, you know, like seeing the answer jump out of, off the page. And, um, and maybe some of the listeners are like, well, how do you know? How do you know that's your intuition talking? Um, I test it. I will test it. So let's say you're mind mapping. You have a question. The answer you think is jumping off the page, but you're not sure. Ask yes, no. Mm. Um, I think that this answer, you know, um, launch this new amazing program in November is jumping off the page. Is that correct? Am I getting that? And just notice if tune into your body, mm. anything that's a yes is going to feel, it's going to feel, if you're getting a yes, it's going to feel lighter, expansive, uh, freeing in human design. It teaches that your body speaks to you, uh, leaning forward is yes. And leaning backward is a no. So you can mm. see if you're if you're getting a yes leaning forward or a no leading back, see if you get a yes coming up from your heart space or like a gut, uh-huh, or uh-uh. So you can just mm. test, like, I think this is my intuition and ask. And then if you think you're getting a yes, but again, you're not sure, because this is when you want to build the trust muscle with it and kind of surrender to it, mm. take a small action in that direction. You know, you don't have to like do a 180 turn. You don't have to like, you know, oh, I'm going to invest $50,000 in this decision right now. Like it doesn't have to be like a big action. You take a little toe tip in that direction where you think your intuition is leading you. And if it is, you're going to feel, it's going to feel good. It's going to mm -hmm. feel some form of good alignment, right path. Mm -hmm. And you might have people around you saying, Leanne, Leanne, are you sure you want to go in that direction? I mean, that's kind of a risk. I'm not sure. You know, you might have the chattering classes around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, kind of, asking, are you sure? But just be in that, listen to that whisper. That mm -hmm. whisper is always going to feel good to you. And uh, the more you surrender to it and trust it, actually, the more you open up the channel. This is so good. You're actually already kind of answering a few questions that I had, but, um, and you're bringing up a great point. Like, I think a lot of us struggle because our intuition is speaking to us, but then we're getting these external signals that we might not be on the right path. A lot of it is like our well-meaning loved ones who are trying to, you know, and I've talked about this before on the show in the early days of my entrepreneurial journey. And when I wanted to quit my job, my husband was hesitant and it wasn't because he didn't love me. It's actually because he loved me. He didn't want to see me get hurt if it didn't work out. And so, you know, we have to understand those are going to come up. And one of the questions I wrote down here, Allison, that I had for you, I will work with a lot of women who are doing big 
things. I mean, my podcast is called The Business of Thinking Big. I have some big thinkers, some big doers in my community. And oftentimes when they're doing something for the first time, we get that that little fear feeling that comes up because it's uncomfortable, right? And I, I do remind them like growth is uncomfortable, So whether it is, you know, they're quitting their job or they're, you know, they're launching a program for the first time or made a decision to write a book. I just had one of my clients um, yesterday say she's made a decision. She's put down a deposit to work with a self-publisher. Like those are big moves. And so oftentimes we get these feelings of discomfort that come up. Um, How do we differentiate this, right? This is how do we make sure that we, that we don't confuse this for our intuition saying, don't do it. Cause I know I may, I mean, I've gone through this many times and on the other side is amazing. I had it with my book, right? Had it with launching this podcast. How do we, how do we make sure that we aren't confusing these signals? Such a good question. And I have, I have a little exercise to take the listeners through that I think will be super helpful. And it's very hands-on. It's it's a hands-on that's it's a not a woo exercise. And because I think that's helpful. And it is such there, it is absolutely, I believe at my core, that discomfort is part and partial to growth. And I mm. believe our souls are wired for growth. So it's really part of our path to be in this uncomfortable, I'm stretching growth, and it's gonna figure f- trigger fear. Like I could fail. It could go horribly wrong. And so how mm-hmm. do you know when it's fear um, kind of thwarting you, mm-hmm. vice, your intuition saying you're doing great, but you shouldn't veer right or left up ahead or, you know, like the, you need to do a tweak or a refine or something like, how do you know the difference? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a technique that works. Our fear responses are always, our, the voice of our intuition never triggers fear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It can't trigger fear. But even if it's our voice that that is saying like, um, you know, you are destined for really, really big things and that feels kind of scary, it's also going to predominantly feel exhilarating and exciting and yes, I have a big soul mission and yes, I'm ready to embrace it. But our mind will come up and analyze our big soul mission or our big task ahead and think about something that could go wrong and that will trigger fear. Mm. And you will literally feel it in – so you can – um, first of all, when you're in the discomfort, identify the thought. What is making you discomfort? So just feel m- making you to feel discomfort. So let's say the thought is it might fail. That's right. an old classic. I've that's <laughs> gone through my head a few times. All right, so it might fail. Go into it and just feel into where the thought is coming from in the body. So let's mm. do an exercise together. Um, I want. Leanne, to do this with me and the listeners to think of someone, a person or an animal you love, like just unconditionally. This usually works good with a pet and a child because romantic mm. love can be a little bit up and down. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. This is you. You got a mama community. Go ahead. Think of a, a child or even an animal that you just love unconditionally. So I'll think of my daughter Freya, um, or or you know if you have more than one, think of all your kids, um, and. I want you to say to yourself, I love fill in the blank. Just go ahead and say it to yourself. I imagine the thought came from your heart. Like you you felt like the thought was coming from your heart or you felt a warm feeling in your heart space. I love Freya in my case. Yeah. Well, now take something in front of you. Like I am holding a blue and white pen. 
Now I want you to say, take that object in your hand or look at it and say to yourself, I am holding a pen or whatever it is you're holding or looking at. And go ahead and say it to yourself. Now, did you feel it then in your, in your forehead region, in your frontal lobe, that thought? Hmm. Tough to say for me. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, oftentimes when we do this, when I did it, um, I felt that I love Freya right in my heart space. Mm. And I felt that I'm holding a pen. I felt the thought like kind of um, being formed, if you will, right in my, in right around my forehead. Mm. Try it again. Try it again. Mm. Try it again, Leanne. So I love fill in the blank. Where do you feel that in the body when you say that to yourself? Yeah, I, I feel it lower down. Definitely, I feel it m- maybe more like my my solar plexus or my tummy, like just at the top of my belly. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's telling us that your intuition likely speaks to you through your solar plexus, through your mm-hmm. gut. Do you feel yeah. like you get kind of gut responses? Oh, do- totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good feedback. So you mm-hmm. know the part of your body that where your intuition talks to you, so you can tune into that part of the body. Mm. Try it again with the pen. Hold the pen. I am holding a what kind of pen you got there? Yeah, I'm struggling with. I don't know if I'm getting a sensation with this, but it could be because I'm a little bit more new to it. But definitely okay. not. It's definitely not the same feeling. I'm definitely not feeling it in my belly. There you go. So that this is the the takeaway point. Yeah. When you want to understand where the discomfort is coming from, if if it's fear, the fear is going to be in the probably in your. You're going to feel it head. somewhere in your head. And that is sort of like, that's fear that's not real. That's Mm. fear that's taking you off the path. There's something that needs to be released. It's not bad. It's just pointing Mm. you to something that's thwarting your path, that's not serving you, that needs to be released. Like, Mm. this could fail. Thoughts Mm -hmm. like that normally aren't going to help you, and it's normally not your intuition. It's never your intuition talking. Right, right. want to check in and be like, I'm feeling this discomfort, and a great question to ask is, what is my next best action, if you're right when you're in the middle of the discomfort, just focus on that. You're going to feel it in the lower parts of your body. You're going to feel it in your heart or your solar plexus area. And that's your intuition guiding you through the discomfort. And you will be rewarded when you get to the other side. That is interesting too. Yeah. I, I think for me, you know, one of the things that I try to help people with is just, I ask more questions when I'm, when I'm coaching them through these difficult things. Um, but a lot of it is, as you say, it's sort of like these surface cluttered thoughts that are just kind of getting in the way, right? They're the what if thoughts. Um, they're the, they're the what if, or how do I, or, you know, there it's, it's, it's our analytical brain trying to piece together. Well, if this is what I want and I'm going to go forward, how do I do that? And I say, again, I see a lot of this, this need to know the next steps. I see this a lot with my early stage entrepreneurs. And I, I love this idea that if we can stop being so fixated on the needing to know the how, because this was definitely me too. Um, but there's a shift that happens as you grow up in entrepreneurship where you, you can move away from that and you don't, and and I I see it in my own clients in the early stages, they ask me a million questions. They want to be told exactly how to do, how to launch, how to package, how to price everything. And I keep bringing it back to, 
You know, what is your gut telling you? What do you feel your customers are going to respond to? You know your audience the best. And so it really is this, um, even though I don't call it that, it really is helping them tap into their intuition over time. And I've seen so many women, you know, uh, even though this is a woo technique, they're becoming more successful, more strategic. I've coached many women over that six figure line. Um, but it's not because I've told them every step, every single time it's because I, I'm, I'm coaching them to coach themselves. And I think that's a lot of the work you do as well is helping people to do that self-coaching, tapping into our own inner wisdom, as opposed to like you were talking about spending all the money, having to do all the things, you know, I, I think that this is such a neat area. And I love the exercises you are sharing, Allison. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a good, <laughs> willing participant. I appreciate that. Oh, my um, pleasure. Leanne, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I loved every second of it. How can our listeners find you? Well, if you are a podcast listener, you can find me on my podcast, The Business of Thinking Big. And I'm also on Instagram at Leanne Kim Coach. I would love to connect with you there. So my dear ones, my invitation for you for this week is to carve out some time to tap into and connect to your intuition. Whether you use my five-step process or you use Leanne's techniques of engaging that right brain, mind mapping, journaling, talking it out, to call in those intuitive insights and hits. And I want you, when you do it, to notice, just notice how joyful it feels to connect to that voice. And when you notice it, I want you to tune in to the energy frequency and the feeling of the joy, the joy that's attached to connecting to your intuition. And I invite you to just take that feeling, allow that feeling to guide you forward, guide you throughout your day, throughout your week. Maybe you do this in the morning, just a quick, deep breaths, pivot down to the heart space if you're using my technique, asking your higher self, what do I need to know today? What do you want me to know today? What's my number one priority to the, for today? Who do you want me to be today? So any sort of question like that, notice what you receive or perceive to come back as an answer. I'm getting be relaxed. I'm recording this on a Friday. Fridays are my relaxed day. I'm just tuning into it right now. So be relaxed. And I'm just feeling in now to the joy of that message. It is so joyful for me to receive the message, be relaxed. So I'm going to notice it. I'm going to notice that joy. And I'm going to just spend a few seconds feeling into the joy of being relaxed. And I'm going to set the intention to allow that message and that feeling to carry me forward for the rest of my day. And I want to thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so, so very much. And if you would be so kind, I would absolutely be just tickled with joy if you left a rating and review wherever it is you listen, because indeed, that is how more people can find us. And until next time, may your soul guide the way. Do you want to receive divine guidance on how to gain unstoppable momentum in the next 60 days? Then download my free intuitive message and meditation to upgrade your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and fill your business with soul clients 
You're here with a big soul mission, and this message and meditation channeled directly from source will help you align your energy to it. Find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.